Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, where we watch every episode of Toei's original Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and discuss it, as well as um, talk about plenty of other things along the way. I am Ellie. And I'm Jenny. And um, we should probably, I don't know if we want to talk about anything else up top, but we should probably start this episode <laughs> off with like a mea culpa. <laughs> Guys, we fucked up. We goofed. <laughs> um, so we're, today we're going to talk about episode 21 of Yu-Gi-Oh! But we did a bonus episode a while ago where we were talking about um, chapters of the manga which have not been adapted, which were not adapted into anime episodes and we talked about this one chapter which um it turns out actually they did adapt because most of the stuff that happens in that chapter basically happens in this episode yeah it's really weird because they both change it and then also fit the chapter into about seven minutes in this episode so we basically yeah. missed it because in order to avoid that happening we had sort of like looked up quick episode summaries and like all this kind of stuff but it, it's such a relatively small part of the episode but it definitely still happens well, I was relying on you, Jenny, because you've actually seen this whole show before, so I expected you to remember. <laughs> I totally didn't remember this episode at all, so you know what? I blame the Toei anime for making it extremely forgettable, <laughs> and it's one of my favorite manga chapters, so I thought I would remember, but they literally just just completely forgettable, but... Yeah, we can just shift all of the blame off to the animators. It's it's not our fault. I love never taking responsibility for my mistakes, so I'm going to keep <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, so... um. We are going to recap the stuff that happens in this episode, but then when I get to the part where we're talking about the things that also happened in that chapter, I might go in a little less detail. It might sound more like a it might sound more like a manga corner when we're ex- we're sort of comparing the differences rather than going into a lot of detail. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so the episode that we're talking about is our second bonus episode called Fanfic Lets Us Down Again. So if you want to get mm-hmm. a really detailed summary of what happens in the manga chapter especially, uh feel free to check that out. It's also a pretty good episode if I say so myself. Yeah. Please feel free to check that out. We'll definitely still be talking about what happens, especially because they do actually make quite a few changes this episode, most of which are pretty amusing. Uh, so there's still a good amount of stuff to talk about. But like Ellie said, we probably won't get as detailed on the summary. All right. So this episode is, like I said, episode 21. It is called a Complete, the Ultimate Game Land. And it aired on August 22nd, 1998. My birthday! Hell yeah! <laughs> I turned three <laughs> it's your birthday episode oh yeah happy birthday to me here's your favorite arc of Yu-Gi-Oh. they just knew somehow and it's your oh man the universe works in mysterious ways uh we see like an ominous purple skyscraper with uh, lightning crashing in the background and inside we see our green boy seto kaiba brooding at a window and looking very you know angsty Oh, by the way, he's he's animated nicely. This episode, for some reason, has very nice animation. We're, since we're getting into sort of the final arcs, I think a lot of the animation is really good, which is nice because that's kind of the opposite of what happens in Duel Monsters, where the final arc was animated like garbage. Like, I actually think that they gave a lot in of good four animation. years when we get to season five of Duel Monsters, <laughs> it's going to be so sad. We're going to be bitching nonstop because it should have been the best arc. But like the animation team was like, oh, no more card games let's pack it up boys <laughs> it, it is weird though because you're like oh they're getting into the final arc but um i mean we record these episodes two at a time so i can just tell you that next episode the animation kind of sucks it's a bit. so it's, a bit. It's, it's not the worst we've seen though there have definitely been worse episodes yeah. i just thought it's a it's um a weird distribution of priorities there because this is more like like a prologue and then mm. the next episode is like the first part of this new arc so it's just uh, interesting priorities. So anyway, so yeah, Kaiba's staring out the window. And then um, up approaching behind him, we see his uh, little brother, Mokuba. Uh, he comes up and he's like, you know, big brother, is it really true that Yugi is that strong of an opponent? And then Kaiba assures his little brother that yes, he is. Um, he says that Yugi, when he's gaming, he takes on a new face or he becomes like a new person. And then he says, but not to worry, Mokuba, because this time I will definitely destroy him with my new Kaiba Land project. Da-da-da! Kaiba Land, baby. And that's the end of the 
cold open title card and then we are in domino high school with the gang a new transfer student gets introduced to the class always ends well this is ryo bakura um bakura ryo we have seen him in the previous episode he was the boy with the green eyes and white hair who was walking down the street and uh, bumped into miho which miho remembers that and she's like, oh, it's, do you remember me? It's, it's me, Miho Nosaka. And he's like, sorry, I don't remember you. <laughs> and she's all offended. Oh, and then um, all of the other girls in the class are like, Miho, how dare you try and make a move? Because everybody is fangirling over um, Bakura. He's the hottest. He's the new pretty boy. He's, and he's very pretty. He is. He's a beautiful white haired anime boy. White hair literally just elevates every anime character. I have a, mm-hmm. a. I was like looking at Pinterest boards for all of like my characters that I like, all my D and D characters, all the video game characters that I like have or make and stuff. And I was just like, damn, white hair just escalates. Yeah, anything. since um, like a few weeks ago when I I introduced you to Pinterest and I awakened a demon, <laughs> and now Pinterest is literally just like here's mystical blue stuff and a bunch of white haired girls, and I'm like, no, my two weaknesses. <laughs> And, like, flowers growing out of skulls are all over old Roman statues. And I'm like, no, I love that shit! <laughs> they pinpointed, the algorithm has pinpointed your aesthetic exactly. Nothing is worse than realizing an AI really can just sum you up as a person. You're like, damn. <laughs> the fandom side of Pinterest is also objectively really good. And there's lots of content I, like, literally haven't seen anywhere else. Go ahead. Literally the funniest fandom meme, like memes and jokes are on Pinterest. I don't know why. Partially because there's a lot of good content there from Wattpad, which I personally, for many reasons, refuse to go on Wattpad independently. Like if somebody links me there, it's fine. But it just seems like a, a dark place uh, inhibited by horny 13 year olds. So it's like danger zone. <laughs> Just let them have that corner of the internet. That's just my perception. If you have a different opinion of Wattpad, please feel free to let me know. But it just seems like lots of like angsty tweens working through puberty and like they should have their space on the internet. I just can't with Wattpad because it it for real wants you to watch ads in between chapters of fanfiction. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Even if this fic was good, I would never. (laughs) The Hulu of fanfiction sites. Amazing. I literally downloaded a program. There was something that I wanted to read that was only on Wattpad. And I literally downloaded a program that would like rip a Wattpad story into an ebook for use that I wouldn't have to put up with the ads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where were we? We got totally off topic. <laughs> uh, Bakura is a pretty boy and so we're talking about white haired pretty boy and speaking of his hair. He's yeah speaking of Bakura being pretty yes he's sitting in class and um, he's looking at Yugi's millennium puzzle and he's he asks about it. He's like Yugi what's this pendant you have and then can I take a look at it and Yugi explains like oh this is my millennium puzzle it was found in an Egyptian tomb and um uh Ryo Bakura leans over to like touch the puzzle and he thinks to himself oh it's just like mine and then we see like a glow coming from his chest like under his shirt and then he kind of doubles over in pain like he's in pain and walks away and uh, Yugi's thinking, you know, are you are you okay? And then, you know, Bakura just kind of waves it off. Wait, really quickly, I just have I have to intercede that there's a very funny like thing where, of course, uh, Honda's like, oh, I can't believe he's getting all this attention. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and Joey's like, oh, it's not that surprising because he's new. And he's like, not that bad looking, but his hair's really weird. <laughs> And Honda says, you're one to talk, you're one to talk, Joey. And I was like, Joey has the most normal hair of all the guys in the gang. Literally, Joey has the most normal hair in this entire, of any, like, major character in this entire show. (laughs) I mean, Anzu and Miho have, like, moderately normal hair, but definitely of the boys, Joey has Mm -hmm. the most normal hair. Honda could have been like, oh, you're one to talk, your best friend has, like, five spikes that are different color from his bangs. But it's a sort of, like, opposite world situation where like what's normal to them is is totally unusual he has like he's like actually in his bondage gear under his clothes and like huge punk haircut that's like double the size of his head is actually the most normie person there you may not like it but this is what peak performance looks looks like like. (laughs) 
this is the male aesthetic we should aim for. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, you could do worse. <laughs> like, his aesthetic is very strong and I respect it. So they're heading back from school and Bakura's with them and they're chatting with Bakura and Yugi's like, you know, uh, do you like um, games? Or, well, Bakura says, oh, so your dad runs a game or your grandpa runs a game store. Your dad? Who's Yugi's dad? We don't know. We'll never know. It's a mystery. He's not around. <laughs> Another fatherless anime protagonist. I once saw um, this years and years ago, but I saw this like Tumblr AU where this person was like, the reason that Yugi's parents are never around is because they're secret agents. And it was really (laughs) funny. It was like this comedy, this comic where it was like Yugi's dad comes back and he's this man in black type like secret, (laughs) mysterious secret agent. Well, dad, I've been possessed by an evil ghost. So (laughs) who's the winner now? I'll have to see if I can find the link to that because it's been a really long time, but I think I I think I remember like who the original poster was. I'll see if I can find a link, but it was very that thought that head canon has always stuck in my head as being very funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, Your grandpa owns a game store, wow. And Yugi's like, Oh, so does that mean that you are a gamer, um, Bakura? And uh, Bakura says, Yeah, I especially like tabletop games. Somebody, I think it was Anzu, one of the girls, um, says, uh, why don't we all go to an arcade? It was Miho. Miho. Okay. Um, Why don't we all go to an arcade to celebrate making friends with Bakura, I guess, because they seem to have adopted him into their friend group. Just immediately, which, like, I like Bakura a lot, but they are very trusting of anybody. Yet again, Yugi shows his poor track record of somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm a gamer. And he's just immediately like, oh, friend for life. We have bonded. <laughs> we have bonded. In this case, the whole group. Though I will say, Bakura is a good kid. He does actually give off good vibes. He's dealing with stuff. We can get into we can get into Bakura's vibes and his trustworthiness and stuff later, later. when it's more relevant. I don't want to spoil. That's true. I just want to say it's it's funny that it's the same pattern. Yeah. The student comes. They're like, "Yeah, I'm a gamer," and Yugi's like, "Nice, you're a friend. We'll see how it turns out." <laughs> yeah, Yugi will never learn. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they go to this arcade, and um, this is the point where we start getting into some of the stuff that was that was in that one manga chapter that we've already covered um but so basically they get into the arcade they're looking around they start talking about how the person who has the number one spot on all of the arcade games is somebody who goes by the username uh kai or k-a-i and it turns out that it's it's kaiba and um these little kids these random little kids come up and are like you'll never beat the score of kaiba the amazing gamer Yugi's like, wow, Kaiba, like, from our class and stuff? This is different from the manga. The little kids clarify, actually, no, it's not Kaiba. There's two brothers. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the younger brother, Mokuba Kaiba, is the one who actually beat all of those scores. Little gamer boy. I know, good for him. Little gamer boy. But yeah, yeah, I noticed that too, that that was a change, but it is the same two disrespectful youths from the manga mm-hmm. chapter as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciated. But yeah, actually, I kind of liked that change because I know we discussed last episode that, or should I say that during the bonus chapter ep- episode that we were like, wow, it's funny to imagine like Seto going to an arcade in like his full business regalia and like sitting down methodically at each game and like getting the high score. I feel like Mokopo would have more free time to do that. I'm not sure. I feel like both of those things are equally entertaining. <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying the Seto one is definitely more entertaining. I think the Mokubo one is slightly more plausible. Mm. Like, this Seto especially is like, I'm a little business boy. I have to do my taxes in my castle <laughs> with my little golems <laughs> that glow. <laughs> my tax golems. <laughs> my tax four game master golems that help me do my taxes. Mokuba, go to the arcade with the limousine. I would love to have a golem that just did your taxes. That'd be really convenient. You just turn it on. That's what TurboTax is powered by, golems. (laughs) My grandma worked for the IRS. I know the secrets. (laughs) But no, I was going to say that they maybe um, you could split the difference and say that they just share that gamer tag account and that it's both of them. And that's how they cover every single game is because like Mokuba does all the ones that Seto doesn't want to do. That could could also work as a headcanon. 
so um, the gang are playing um, various games at the arcade. Bakura does a um, one of those crane games where you're trying to grab the thing. And uh, he's really good at it. And he manages to get something. And uh, Miho's like, wow, you did it. And then Honda sees that. Um, that and he's like, Miho, I can also do this. <laughs> Which he then attempts it. He is bad at crane game. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yugi and Jinochi are playing uh, the arcade fighting game, which has these fighters that are based on, I guess, based on real martial artists, because one of the fighters in the fighting game is called Dragon One, who looks just like Bruce Lee. Um, in the manga chapter, they talked about how it was like, this is Bruce Lee and or Bruce Ryu or whatever. But in this, they don't. They just call him Dragon One. Mm hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, that famous martial arts actor, like Kung Fu guy, Dragon One. Like, don't we all know him? <laughs> Which I guess they were like, oh, we just can't talk about Bruce Lee. What if we get sued by Bruce Lee? But yeah, I, I'll, I'll st probably still be accidentally calling him Bruce Lee throughout the episode. I mean, that is what he's based off of, so... Yugi beats Jonochi in the fighting game, and Jonochi's uh, like, oh man, like, I always... Uh, lose in this and then Miho says that she wants to try it turns out that she can also easily <laughs> beat Joey in fighting game Miho said bimbo rights <laughs> she has a natural talent I guess yeah she has a natural talent for destruction <laughs> all bimbos do then they all decide to play a uh, racing game like one of those ones where you sit and you're driving the little fake car Joey is, like, the last person to, I guess, to hit the, the start button because he doesn't go as quickly. He's like, oh, no, I'm behind. As they're driving, suddenly, this is happening within the game, the video game screen, okay? Mm -hmm. So a another car pulls up onto the track and the, the window rolls down and... Mokuba Kaiba is inside of the car and he leans out and is like, ha ha ha, you'll never win. And then he pulls out a bomb. So good. It's so good. Okay, also, I have to emphasize that the laugh he makes with the bomb is not like a ha ha ha. He goes, <laughs> like a little gremlin. Yes, Mokuba has this amazing little gremlin laugh that's like <laughs> it's delightful i love it honestly good for him what a demon what a demon i love him i miss him so much i've missed him mokobo with a bomb what chaos will he cause <laughs> i also love and yet again i don't want to get too into like the logistics of this i want to turn my brain off and have fun but i do love the idea that they were like okay We've got to hack, I mean, I guess at least one game in the arcade, hoping, or like, do they have the ability to just hack any arcade game in the country? Did they hack just that game? Because they were like, we're guessing they're going to play it at some point. Like, the logistics of this are fascinating. I also love yeah. how uh -huh. specific no this sense. hack is. What if you were playing that? What if that literally happens every time you try to play that game? Because they had to be, they, like, oh, they had yeah. the technology. So you're just some random kid playing it, and somebody's like, haha, Yugi, and like throws a bomb at you, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> That's not even my name. <laughs> yeah. Justice for random kids who lost 25 cents. Basically, he throws the bomb, and then the Kaiba Corp logo pops up on the screen, and then it transitions to this video message from Kaiba and Mokuba where. The two of them explain that they are inviting Yugi to come and duel Kaiba in Kaiba Land, um, his new amusement park. And then it pans over to Mokuba laughing evilly like a little evil gremlin. And he says um, that you have to do it because guess what? We've kidnapped your grandpa and are holding him for ransom in our amusement no. park. Grandpa. <laughs> and it even shows Grandpa, like, tied up. Which, yet again, that's on the arcade machine. What if you're playing this arcade game as a previous kid and they're like, we've got your grandpa. Though, I'm actually working from the assumption that this is now a live feed. But, like, mm -hmm. I, it, yet again, it would be very funny if this was just on rotation and some kid was like, oh my god, they've got some random guy's grandpa. I mean, so presumably this was all set up within the past, like, five or six hours yeah because he like lives with his grandpa so he'd have noticed yeah like he, he would have seen school. grandpa like in the morning on the way to school 
mm-hmm. and then this is on the way back from school. It just doesn't make any sense. There's just no way for any of it to make any sense, unfortunately. Fair. Just yet again, I, I, and you know, it's fun to point it out, but I'm here to have a good time. I'm not going to think too hard. And yeah. the image of yet again, little digital Mokuba throwing a bomb at you worth any amount of like nonsensical arcade shenanigans it is my one of my favorite one shot images in this show like this might even beat yugi with the bread in his mouth (laughs) which is our twitter icon (laughs) maybe we need to change the 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 podcast twitter icon maybe we need to be bomb mokuba i mean we've had that one for a while i wouldn't mind changing it up well when we celebrate the release of this episode we'll change it then uh yeah so he's like if you want to get your grandpa back, then you're going to have to duel me. Um, you're going to have to face me at Kaiba Land, and there will be, uh, but even before that, there will be multiple other games that Yugi has to defeat in the interim before he is allowed to face Kaiba and duel him. Yugi's puzzle uh, glows for some reason, because, I don't know, it looks like it's about to be him turning into Yami Yugi, but then that doesn't happen. It just glows for a little bit. I didn't really get that. To me, it was like the Yami, like, acknowledging it, but he couldn't actually challenge anybody to a game right then, you know? Because mm-hmm. yet again, yeah. it's like a recording. So I assumed it was just sort of like an acknowledgement. That would make sense. But when the puzzle like activates like that um bakura kind of doubles over and clutches his chest like he's in pain so they're they all ask him if he's okay and he says yeah i'm i'm fine i just need to head home and miho offers to uh, walk him home and then honda goes with them because honda will just follow miho anywhere of course (laughs) they head out so that leaves just um yugi janochi and anzu in the arcade and um yugi is he's obviously upset because you know his grandpa's been kidnapped so like (laughs) it makes sense that he's upset this is kind of a nice scene um where basically yugi is doubting his own abilities and he's thinking like what is this is i mean is this something that i can do can i really challenge this like does this make sense and um jinoshi says um why are you doubting yourself and uh, Yugi kind of turns and snaps at him and says, because if I lose, then Grandpa will get hurt. Like, of course, it makes sense that I would be nervous. Janoshi's uh, like, don't worry, I'll be there to help you out, which is sweet. And then Yugi's like, yeah, but yeah, but Janoshi, you're not good at games. <laughs> and you and that Janoshi gets kind of mad at that and like sort of picks him up by the collar. And then Anzu breaks up this argument, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was a nice scene. It had some like complex emotions, some more serious emotions than this show often gives. Well, it's it's good to see that like I mean we always emphasize how wholesome the Joey Yugi friendship is, but like mm-hmm. it's it's in character and stuff for like they have very different personalities. We're seeing now though. I mean Yugi's a good he's a good kid and he's very nice, but he part of the point of this show is that he's not really good with conflict. Mm-hmm. Like he has a egyptian ghost spirit thing that handles all his conflict for him so he as a person hasn't really gone through a lot of character development yet mm-hmm. like he's he's able to get out of situations but it's somebody else kind of handling it for him yeah totally though we haven't seen yugi like dealing with serious issues as himself yet much yes. because he always goes through the transformation into Yami Yui like whenever anything really like dangerous happens. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to have this moment. Yeah. And it's it's it emphasizes the like good part of Joey which is like he can handle I mean that's this kind of the point of this episode with Joey honestly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that like he can handle conflict really well, not just in terms of like he might not be as good at, as games or like as intelligent as Yugi to be kind of frank, but not only can he handle physical combat, but he's, like, emotionally ready to... Go through some tough shit, yeah. Go through mm-hmm. some tough shit. Like, Yugi will definitely stand up for his friends, and, like, he, the reason he gets beaten up is because he does stand up, even when the odds are against him. But the problem is he's he's weak and kind of hesitant, you know? Mm-hmm. His One of his strengths is playing games. Like, Kaiba's not challenging him to a fist fight that he's, of course, gonna lose. He should know he's smart and has a chance at this, but... Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Good moment. Yeah, and so um, Yugi is kind of in a bad mood or whatever, and he's kind of sitting by himself. And uh, Anzu is thinking to herself, she has she goes into a little flashback where she's thinking about how in the um, amusement park episode she saw like Yami Yugi kind of, and she put it together. And so she's thinking about how she knows that 
Yugi has this other self, this other power, and she's wondering if maybe she should try to talk to him about it and explain that to him. Um, because also because I think earlier Yugi said something about how like he was kind of holding the puzzle and he was saying something about how like I wonder if this is some of the things that have been happening are related to why I've been um, having these gaps in my memory lately. Mm. So I wonder if Anzu probably heard that and sort of put that they put that together and was thinking about that. Although I, I remember the the line about the gaps in the, the memory, but I'm not sure if that was something that Yugi, if it was a like a thought. I think it was a thought, but I don't remember. It, 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 whatever. I believe you. So Jinochi and Anzu decide to just kind of let Yugi sit by himself for a bit, and Jinochi's mm-hmm. uh, like, "I'll go grab some soda." <laughs> it's also really funny. I just have to note that. So at this point, of course, I'm watching the episode, and I, I had remembered that I was like, "This is when Death Tea starts." And uh, I just have to note that at this point, like, the episode was mirroring more and more the chapter that, like, we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we are had already covered as, like, a, oh, it doesn't happen chapter. And my notes are getting more and more nervous. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like literally, my notes go from, like, commentary about the episode to me being, like, is the one inch thing going to happen? Is, is Did we accidentally cover something? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, I, he literally said, I'm going to get some cola. And I was, like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> Not the cola. This is when we realized. This is when you realize realized uh, your notes chronicle the process of you a uh, live realization that we fucked up <laughs> exactly i was like oh no 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 oh no <laughs> pack it up i'm done <laughs> yugi is sitting at the game he because he's still sitting at that fighting arcade game while that whole conversation was going down like just in lieu of a table he's just sitting there so and then um a notification sort of pops up on the screen or whatever that says that he's been challenged to fight in the arcade game and um he accepts the fight from somebody who is using the dragon one bruce lee Mm -hmm. character Uh, yugi beats him and then that person like stands up from behind the arcade cabinet and it's like oh you think you're so great huh well how would it be in a real fight and yugi's like huh because this guy looks just like he dresses like Dragon One or Bruce Lee. He is like the evil, <laughs> evil Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee. but anemic. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Horrible evil Bruce Lee. Yeah, so he says, I'll show you a real fight. He starts beating Yugi up. It's crazy. He's like, whoa, just these. Yeah, this ain't your average just like smack. I do have to wait. I do have to really quickly comment that I think this is kind of karmic punishment for Yugi going like, wow, my grandpa's been kidnapped. I guess I'm going to play a fighting game. <laughs> I do think that was a weird and I mean I guess we're already discussing it anyway but that's a weird change from the manga chapter because in the manga chapter like they're just at the arcade and gaming but the fact that they placed it after like your grandpa's been kidnapped and we're going to like torture him unless you do this and he's like oh well I guess I'll play a fighting game now I I know that was probably him just getting in the zone but it was just weirdly placed like they could have done all that towards the beginning of the episode I don't know I feel like it makes sense of like they're at the arcade they're sitting there they're talking about how he has this big game thing and he's just like he was already sitting at that arcade cabinet and to me it makes sense as like a let me just distract myself by like playing one more round because because it even it, while he's playing it he still has like voiceover in his head where he's thinking about grandpa being kidnapped so to me it just read as him like trying to distract himself because he's already played the fighting game and is probably like yeah I'll just do another round of the fighting like game whatever. I guess that is pretty also in character and honestly I've done that too where I'm just like distracting myself with video games. Uh, when um, the dragon one guy beats Yugi up he afterwards he reaches down and he's like you got kind of a cool pendant on kid uh, what if I took that from you <laughs> and mm-hmm. he steals the millennium puzzle um, so then when Jinochi and Anzu get back from getting the cola. Uh, they find him like lying there hurt, and um, he's all, "No, my my puzzle." <laughs> so of course Jinochi says, "Don't worry, I'll get your puzzle back." <laughs> yeah, he runs outside. He tracks down Dragon One and challenges him. And Dragon One says. Instead of a normal street fight, let's do this as a game. <laughs> so. This is not the knife knife in your mouth, actually dangerous game from the manga. Which very tragic, miss that. It's a lot tamer. They go to some kind of like water aqueduct type thing. 
which is weirdly something that I feel like you always see in the background in this show. And I'm like, this is not something that I'm familiar with as part of the sort of industrial architecture that I would see in my day to day. But Mm -hmm. this is not the first time we've had characters standing over or falling into just like canals. (laughs) It's weird. But yeah, so it's they're standing over the water. And there's this concrete pipe and dragon one says the rules of the game which this isn't that much of a game it's literally just we're gonna fight but we're gonna fight while standing on this pipe (laughs) that's the Mm -hmm. whole game is you can't leave the pipe and then if you fall off the pipe or fall into the water you lose not quite as fun but it pertains the spirit of the original game but i was disappointed not gonna lie yeah jenochi's like well you know what Um, I can prove to you that I'm such a great fighter that I'll beat you without even taking my hands out of my pockets. No hands, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Don't catch these hands because I'm not even going to throw them. So they start tussling. Dragon One is like, well, you know what? I'm going to use nunchucks. (laughs) He pulls out a (laughs) pair of nunchucks and is like, I never said that we were only going to fight, you know, with our bodies, our fists, and I can use a weapon. So I got some nunchucks. And then um, he starts <laughs> going mm-hmm. after him. Um, <laughs> I just remembered the, uh, do you remember the um, grandpa in the KFC parking lot with the nunchucks video? <laughs> yes. yes. Wait, is that the same video where the guy's like com- doing commentary? Like, yeah, Lord, the guys- on this Easter day. <laughs> parking lot with my nunchucks. <laughs> I love that video. That's amazing. That's some quality internet content. It's hard because with the rise of, like, Vine and TikTok culture, like, I personally, I kind of like it because since I have a short attention span, it's nice to be, like, somebody's, like, oh, here's a funny Vine or TikTok. And it's, like, okay, I know that this is not going to be longer than a minute, so even if it sucks, it's okay. But the problem is the truly funniest shit I've seen is usually actually, like, one to two minutes long because it's, like, Mm -hmm. comedic enough to have, like, a setup and payoff. Yeah. That's kind of a lost art form, you know? Because, like, YouTube mm-hmm. videos are now either, like, two hours, and then TikTok videos are, like, 30 seconds to six seconds. Where's my middle form? The funniest bits are, like, five minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. feel, I feel that. I feel that. A lost art. A lost art in this cultural exchange. What was the most recent thing you saw that made you laugh, like, really, really hard? Huh. It definitely has been something. Let me think. Uh, well, okay, this, I don't think this counts because I, I had seen it before and it's very old, but I saw it again for the first time in forever. And that's Sailcat, which is the video of the cat that's jumping oh off the God. building to the yes. song Sail. That's such Sail, a classic. And then the cat jumps. That's a good old classic vine. Fucking hell. We keep getting so off topic. Where were we at? <laughs> hey, we have time to kill since we've technically already done this episode. So he pulls out nunchucks and Jinochi is like, well, bitch, if you're going to pull out nunchucks, then I also have a um, tactical weapon that I will release its fury upon you, which is this can of Coca-Cola in my pocket. And he, like, flips open the can and it sprays in the face of Dragon One, who falls off of the tube and falls into the water. Just a great move. Defeated. Just as good as it was. And right before he right before he falls, because he's, he's, like, dangling and... Um, Joey goes down and he takes the puzzle back and then he he says it doesn't suit you, which is a pretty good like badass moment line. <laughs> Looks ugly as shit on you, loser. So he brings it. He gives Yugi his puzzle back and um, then Joey kind of affirms, "I am gonna come to Kaiba Land with you and I'll do my best to protect you." So it's a very sweet moment. Um, which then Anzu is like, "But what are you gonna do about how bad of a gamer you are?" The next thing that happens is. We get a montage, kind of a montage of like what all of the characters are doing that night. So we see Jinochi. He's basically trying to cram study gamer strategies out of a gaming magazine. I love him so much. He's like, I'm gonna learn all the PlayStation cheats. I'm like, Joey, I love you. Oh, but we have to mention that instead of PlayStation, the magazine is called Play Stan. 
No, I was just thinking it's like, yeah, I, I stand video games, but like it totally works, but that was not slang when this was made. That's my favorite former Soviet bloc country. <laughs> yeah. That's the gamer capital of the world. Look, I'm moving to gamer paradise. Play a stand. That's what'll happen when um Kaiba uh, secedes Kaiba land from Japan and creates like a personal <laughs> country. Play a stand. <laughs> He's halfway there already. <laughs> This is the future liberals want. So then Anzu is making bento. She's making food, but it, I think she's making like bento boxes for everybody because she's thinking about how like, I'll put this in Miho's and I'll put this in Honda's. And then she's <laughs> like, what's Jinochi's favorite food again? I forgot. Whatever. When <laughs> <laughs> she's also thinking about how like, I hope that Yugi can believe in himself more. Miho is brushing her hair because Miho definitely seems like that bitch who's like, you gotta give your hair a hundred strokes before bedtime. Yeah that's, just, yeah, that's just what she does. She's like, isn't that kind of bad for, supposed to be bad for, I like know nothing about hair care, which is if you could see me on the regular day, you would not be surprised. But I thought overbrushing was bad, but I guess maybe it depends on your type of hair. It is. Okay, so the hundred strokes thing, that comes from um, like a time in the past, like Victorian era, when women wouldn't wash their hair regularly. They would, mm -hmm. um, like Victorian era hair care is like you would have your hair up in updos pretty much all the time. And then when you were taking care of it, what you would do is you would take it out and then you would like, you would comb it really carefully and you would comb it with usually a a little bit of oil and that's where the hundred strokes things come thing comes from is like a hundred strokes to like work the oils through your hair if you do that like if you do your hair like that and if you have the updo and everything you don't need to wash your hair more than like once a month basically like mm -hmm. there are people who do this like the, that's the old style of of hair treatment or whatever is to use like hair oil that you brush through and then to have an updo all the time like a long hair that's in like a braid or whatever but yeah. if your hair if your hair isn't down and exposed to the elements yeah then um you don't need to like wash it all the time it's a relatively recent cultural phenomenon that people actually like wash like shampoo and wash their hair on a consistent regular basis i'm pretty sure interesting i've learned a lot yeah and my hair is so busted i i just like wash it every day <laughs> i mean that's fine for like people with our kind of hair in the modern era that's probably true i'm sorry i don't know why i know so much about this this is like a really intense youtube deep dive that i once went down of people like there's this whole community of like stop shampooing people like this I'm is a whole thing by that like it, honestly the whole like oil thing sounds kind of nice because like it's really frustrating to feel like i have to wash my hair all the time i don't know i am honestly one of the nicest things about the pandemic feel free to judge me on this is like i'm actually showering actually every other day now and i'm actually exercising way more but it's no that's normal i shower I shower every other day like on a regular basis and always have so like unless I'm literally getting dirty it's just like I don't know it's fine to let it sit like I don't get that stinky that often so maybe it's like a natural yeah. thing but it, I feel like it's a better way to live and it saves water or whatever oh my god so. yeah no there was this thing going around um did you see the thing going around on Twitter that was like Jake Gyllenhaal was like lately I think bathing is less necessary or whatever <laughs> <laughs> well the thing was like everybody was everybody was like is this a psyop because they're trying to prepare us for water shortages and I was like I think that celebrities are just kind of freaks, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but then in response to that, there was a bunch of people who were like, what the fuck, it's totally gross to not shower every day. And I was like, no, it's not. I shower every other day. That's fine. I don't know. It was very mm -hmm. weird. I'm sorry to anybody who's like listening to this podcast and judging me. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I can promise <laughs> you that I'm like a normal person and I don't, I'm not like gross or bad smelling after I'm a looking day. at Ellie right now. She's very clean. She looks clean. <laughs> but I mean, you also, you know, knew me in real life and we lived together yes. for months and like- We really shared a room for like four to five months and you smell fine. <laughs> Yeah. Totally clean and a good roommate. So Jenny's stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so Miho was brushing her hair. What else are people doing in this Yu-Gi-Oh episode? Because this is a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. <laughs> Oh, but, okay, I do want to say that Miho's room is amazing. Like, they really went, the, the background, like, illustration for Miho's room, like, she has all these plushies on her bed. It's a super cute room. 
and she has mm-hmm. a sort of princess dresser. It's very cute. And um, Honda is like meditating. <laughs> I didn't, it was weird. He's centering his chi, good for him. Then there's a slightly intense scene of um, Yugi like pondering the situation and worrying about grandpa while like sitting alone at home. Again, the same sort of doubts that he was going through earlier. And then we see Bakura. He is alone in his room at home, I guess, and he's looking in the, at himself in the mirror and he's thinking to himself, uh, I felt strange ever since I saw and touched Yugi's Millennium Puzzle. It's just like my pendant. And then he dramatically opens his shirt to reveal another Millennium item. Um, so Bakura has the Millennium Ring, which I'm pretty sure they do call it the Millennium Ring in this episode, but whatever, the term is not a spoiler. Which is, yeah, so just, it's another, like, necklace with the symbol, the same Millennium Eye symbol that was on, whatchamacallit, that's on the Millennium Puzzle. Um, so it's another one of the seven Millennium items is mm-hmm. in the possession of Bakura, and that's kind of just thrown in as a tease for, hmm, where will this go next? We're incorporating this ongoing plotline. And then we have um, the next morning... And there's this scene where there's like fog rolling through the streets and Yugi is walking and he's like heading up towards, you know, how he's going to go to Kaiba land. And then Jinochi comes up and joins him. And so does Anzu. And then it's like all of Yugi's friends come because also uh, Honda also shows up and Miho as well. And they're all like, we're going to help you, Yugi. We're going to go with you. And they all sort of power walk towards <laughs> Kaiba land where Kaiba is waiting in his... And that's the end. In terms of this episode, okay, so admittedly, my my opinion of this episode was colored by my humiliation at the fact that we had <laughs> missed this. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of disjointed. Yeah. I think it's hard because most of the episodes have been so, like, something happens, we meet the villain, we meet somebody new, there's the setup, there's stakes, there's a game, and then there's the consequences of that game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this was a just a setup episode really threw me off. And like normal, I guess you could sort of qualify Joey, the the game on the water pipe, which has been heavily condensed from the manga version as sort of the game of the episode, but it really takes like two to three minutes for that to wrap up. So it doesn't really feel like it. So it doesn't have the full impact of one and it's still fun, but yeah, this was, this was one of the first episodes that I just, it didn't click with me at all, honestly. Though, I mean, like I said, the Mokuba stuff, especially in the beginning, was really good. So it, it had its highlights, but as a whole episode, it was kind of like, nah, but but that's a lot of setup episodes are like that. So can't can't fault it. What about you? What did you think? It's interesting because all, although everything you say, I agree with it objectively, I had a lot of fun and I actually really liked this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I agree that the pacing was weird, but I think I just didn't really mind because I was so into a lot of the other stuff that was happening and all the setup stuff. I mean, maybe it's kind of anticipatory because I'm, I know, you know, the general outline of what's coming up and these plot of these plot lines that they're seeding with their Kaiba lands plot and also with um Bakura and like what's gonna go down and so I'm just like to me I'm really excited to get to those things so the setup for it is interesting but I don't know like it would be very interesting I think to have somebody who does not know Yu-Gi-Oh and doesn't know anything about what's coming like and they're just watching this completely blind I'm not sure what that sort of hypothetical person might think of this episode because I'm not sure how much my enjoyment was colored by like just my pre-existing hype for this this arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I I just I did really love the Mokuba stuff like you said and I also liked the kind of serious moments from Yugi where he's feeling nervous about like the fact that grandpa was kidnapped and where he's like not sure whether or not he's going to be able to kind of rise to the challenge of doing what's expected of him and like defeating Kaiba. I thought that was interesting. I, I like those moments. I thought that was an interesting, like, you know, good sort of uh, introspective moments. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we highlight like the, this episode has a lot of good moments. I just felt like it was kind of incoherent as an entire episode. Like I felt like they were trying to jam. No out. Yami. Is this the first episode with no Yami Yugi? I don't think the first because technically like the Violet Hecate episode doesn't have Yami because uh, the puzzle gets taken. Oh, you're right. I forgot he's not in that one either. 
always miss Yami when he does not appear, so that's yeah. another kind of point against the episode. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do some voice actor fun facts? Because we haven't done that in a while. Sure, yeah. Pretty sure we haven't done Kaiba's voice actor. Oh, yeah. We're about to, we're hitting the Kaiba heavy stuff, so we can go into that yeah. now. So I'll do some fun facts about the voice actor for Kaiba. <laughs> Sorry, Did my cat some... just like jumped on something really loud. She it, she's totally fine, but totally sounded like she broke something. I heard the crash. Miho, miso. I called her Miho. God, Yu-Gi-Oh on my brain. Miso, come on, get down from there. Kaiba's season zero voice actor is uh, named uh, Hikaru uh, Midorikawa. He was born in 1968. One fun fact about him is that, like, there wasn't very much about his, like, personal life or whatever on Wikipedia, but I did find out that apparently he's actually very into video games in real life, so obviously a gamer role was perfect for him. Apparently it said that he loves um, strategy games like Super Robot Wars and Fire Emblem. So he started off his career, he started off as a voice actor having some minor roles in some random anime like like Dragon Ball and stuff like that. One of his really well-known roles, which is, this is not a franchise that I know anything about, but Gundam. He was in mm. Gundam Wing as Hiro Yui, which I may be pronouncing that wrong, but is like... I don't know Gundam either. Big robot show right it's a, yeah it's a big robot show it's like a huge number of his credits on behind the voice actors are like he appeared in this kind of thing and this kind of thing and this kind of thing and this, as must the same character. So it must character. be like a prominent character oh also he was in this is like not made this is important to me um he was in the sailor moon r movie as fiore who is tuxedo masks alien boyfriend <laughs> that oh that's good that movie is amazing. Have you seen that movie? I have not, but now I'm intrigued. You gotta. Okay, trust me. It's really great. It's like nobody talks about how gay that movie is. And I don't get it because like there's this alien who shows up and is like, I'm in love with Tuxedo Mask pretty much. I like, okay, like the other Sailor Scouts literally ask Usagi. They're like, is your boyfriend into dudes? And she's like, not to my knowledge, but I've never asked. Like, they literally have this conversation. I'm slightly paraphrasing, but that's what happens in the show, in the movie. It's amazing. But also, like, a whole bunch of other stuff in that movie is really, really good. It's like, it's you should totally watch it if you like Sailor Moon. Um, so yes, he's, he's Mamoru's alien boyfriend. Um, and then he was in the... OVA adaptation of the original Fire Emblem as Marth. Oh, Marth! And then he goes on to voices Marth in like every other Fire Emblem thing. So like he's the voice of Marth in like Smash Brothers and that other stuff. So he's he's Marth. He was in Revolutionary Girl Utena as um, Mikage, who is the villain of the second arc. This is very amusing to me personally because I have been watching, uh, I've been rewatching Utna and um, I've been rewatching the dub of Utna, which is really bad. <laughs> but there are a lot of voice actors in the Utna dub who were, um, who worked for Four Kids actually. And um, in the dub, Mikage is voiced by Dan Green. <laughs> so he went from <laughs> being voiced by Kaiba in Japanese to being voiced by Yugi in English. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do love. Full circle, baby. Then he was in Persona 3 as Akihiko, who I think is like the main character. You like Persona, right? I do. That's not the main character. That's, oh, fascinating. He's the white-haired, it all comes back to white-haired anime boy, but he's like a box, he's like one of the main characters in Persona 3 who's like really into boxing and one of the okay. love interests if you play as the female version of the main character. He's okay. Cool. Oh, and then he was in, um, okay, so do you know how, some people might not know this, who are fans of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but in 2007, there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime movie that was like an adaptation of Phantom Blood, and it came out and it aired in the theaters, but it was so disliked by the fandom that it was never released in any other yeah. form so only people Release who saw it <laughs> yeah it's like the they like memory hold it so only people who saw it on its like limited theatrical run in japan <laughs> could even tell you what happened could tell you what happened in it wow but anyways he voiced dio in that <laughs> so he was dio in that version of jojo 
that's pretty much all it. He's, I mean, he's had a lot of other like random roles, mostly minor stuff. Um, he was in My Hero Academia as that guy whose power is that he just wears head to toe denim jeans. <laughs> what a what a fascinating set of of voices this guy yeah. has. Oh, the very last thing, the very last thing on this list which delighted me was that he's in the Japanese um, dub of the MDZS animation as Jam Chung, which I think is so funny <laughs> because I do think that Kaiba and our, our boy JC are very adjacent characters in terms of just like their energy. <laughs> wow. Varied guy. Seems like he's a lot of different types. This seems like actually a different type of character than normally he voices. So seems like he's got some good range. Like, very prolific, but over a lot of sort of different roles. All right. So, upcoming next episode, the gang is heading to Death Tea, Kaiba Land. Yeah, they never actually say Death Tea in this episode. Well, let's cut that thing because they haven't called it Death Tea. We, right, so next... we have said Death Tea like seven to a hundred times. That's fair. <laughs> it doesn't right, matter. The gang, is heading, the gang is heading to Kaiba Land to help save Yugi's grandpa. Uh, tune in next episode as they start their adventure and also we will be rating their outfits so yeah exciting stuff coming up i think that the um the part of the audio podcast where we describe a completely visual thing i.e what the characters are wearing and then give our opinions is like everybody's favorite part right (laughs) well it better be (laughs) it better fucking be and also, um, coming up at the end of this season, we are going to do a season wrap up and we want to put out a call for people to send in. If you have comments, like anything, anything you want us to talk about, we might read like uh, if you send anything in about your overall thoughts about season zero and just anything you want us to talk about, questions, um, mm-hmm. categories, we're going to do like a top this, top that, suggestions along those lines. No matter how weird it is, we'll love it. So yeah, send it to uh-huh. us, Twitter email if you know us in real life feel free to text us you know just hit us with anything <laughs> honestly just like any random question like if you want to send in a question that's like who do, which Yu-Gi-Oh character do you think would be the best cook or like just random headcan shit like that we'll answer it whatever we need to fill time i have no idea what we're going to talk about in this wrap-up episode anything we will answer your questions <laughs> all right um i think that's about it then bye everyone we'll see you next week Thanks for listening to Battle City Broads. If you have any comments, you can contact us at Battle City Broad on Twitter without the S or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com.